for Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moods. Hope you're having a great weekend. Finals action in the air. Two down and two to go this weekend. Welcome to the warm-up. Matt Wallen and Cam Mooney with you. Plenty coming up. We're going to take a look at the rest of the round or the first week of the finals. Local footy update. Plenty of grand finals. Local grand finals underway in the marketplace. Looking forward to that. As I welcome in the former Cats superstar, Cam Mooney. Moons, how are you, mate? Matty, everybody. No, very well. Thank you very much. Uh, Love it's, finals for God, it's so good. It's a different game. Look, Collingwood too good in the end mm. against the D's on Thursday Jeez, night. They kept coming, the D's. I just thought, God, they kicked themselves out of it late in that last quarter, didn't they, Thursday night? I think when God. Bailey Fritz, Fritz's foot missed the ball mm. in the last quarter, Collingwood were home. That was a real... Was um, it the last of the third quarter? They kicked seven behinds. I can't remember. That was a couple of days ago. Yeah, they had seven scoring shots. Yeah. And they were all points and stuff. So, they the, go through. I picked them too. The Ds, come on. They go through and uh, Melbourne will play next week against the Blue Baggers, mm. who got the result last night against the Swans, which uh, they were up and about. The MCG was rocking right It was last heaving night. last night. And look, can't wait for next week. We'll talk about that more next week. But... Uh, Melbourne, Carlton, MCG, that's Friday going to be 90-plus thousand, as long as the weather permits. Yeah, I think so. Um, look, it's it's great to have some big Melbourne teams mm. filling out the MCG, and it does make a difference. So, uh, Blue Good luck Baggers whoever's playing against around. Max Gorn. Yes, that is for sure. <laughs> some huge talking points on uh, Thursday night's game, Two Moons, which I found interesting. And depending on which side of the fence you sit on, you could be a big... We talking, are we talking Maynard? We are talking yeah. Maynard. You could be seeing weeks or you could be just ready to go for the following week. This is what uh, Goodwin had to say after the match I found uh, quite interesting. Four, four. Four. Yeah, look, you can only go by the facts. He jumped off the ground and knocked a guy out. Well, there you go. They're pretty Whack. simplistic. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't see the Van Royen one, which I no. found interesting as well. Like, oh, uh, no so coach yeah. ever sees what his player does wrong until, oh, I have to check on that one later. I have to look at the video. It's uh, This is a really grey area, and I heard David King... Van Royen is, is worse than in what... Well, it's a bit more straightforward, I think. Yeah. You know, you see that one. When I first saw the Van Royen one, I, from the for the original angle, I thought, oh, he's <laughs> just got him on the chest somewhere, and away you I'll go. I'll sit there going, get up, yes. weak. Well, Come think, on, McStay. Well, I think BT on the uh, Channel 7 coverage said the same thing. <laughs> he, said he, he flopped. Yeah, he flopped, get up. And, and then, then the other angle, we go, oh, okay, no, there's a maybe nice there little is elbow. There, maybe there is something in that. So, um, yeah, Kingy yesterday uh, on SEM Breakfast saying, we've got no idea where like, any decision goes in terms of the tribunal because you see an incident now. It doesn't matter where it is on the ground, what it's for. I, don't, I couldn't tell you how many weeks or it's a fine. Well, or here's a great happened. example. Toby Bedford. Now, for mine, that should never have even gone to the books. Yep. That was a horrible decision, so I'm so glad that that got overturned. But the fact that it had to go that far to get overturned, I can't believe. So what is going to happen on this one when he has every right to jump and try and smother the ball? Now, unfortunately, when you're in midair, you can't stop what you're doing. You can't stop momentum. Now, it's they're going to look at, as he was coming down, did he brace and did he to protect himself or did he brace to land a shoulder on top of... Rachel's head. Yeah. So that's going to be the big question mark. Now, contact was inevitable. You just, you just couldn't couldn't get around that. But it's how he came down. I think that's how they're going to judge it. Well, I think Collingwood would argue that he protected himself on the way down after trying to do a smother. Which which, which, which naturally you do as a player. Yep. Naturally so he half do. turned his body, tucked his thing in, and, and, and obviously got him pretty clean mm. in the end. The alternative is he falls on him. 
like a King Kong Bundy, and just lands on top of his face. His chest hits his face, yes. or you which know, would probably maybe get head the, on head. Probably get the same result. Yeah, um, and I don't know. I know that Brayshaw wears a helmet, but I'm not really sure of his past concussion issues. I'm mm. sure there's plenty of them, but I don't really know. You know, sometimes guys um, have you know worse conditions in terms of concussion yeah, they, than others. So you, yeah. it, you know, and that's where we're well, now. McCartan, like, McCartan's kind of the same thing. Well, a little, yeah. a little slight tap, and you think, how did he go down? But he's just got those, you know, those past incidents. Yeah. Hey, how do you go watching your team? Obviously, the cats aren't in the finals, uh, but how do you go watching your team in the finals? I found myself as a pies man, as a follower, as I became a real nuffy. On Thursday night, watching the yeah, game, but you've got a lot of nothing. I have right? got plenty of nothing. Yeah, well, let's, let's be honest. I was riding. <laughs> Were you every screaming? Bump. I actually went to the pool on Friday morning for recovery. I felt like a plate. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was the last half, in particular, the last quarter when, I mean, they, their their defense. I mean, Moore was just. We talk about so Max Gorn for me was best on ground, but Darcy Moore was literally just behind him. Uh, he was unbelievable with what he did, just repelling everything that Melbourne was throwing throwing at them late in that game. But, yes, yeah, somehow they held on. But Melbourne just literally they kicked themselves out of it. Yep. I actually think they should have won the game. Probably should have. Stats, shouldn't have stats been that, show that they, they should have won the far, game. They shouldn't have got that far back in the last, but they shouldn't have been that far behind to begin with at three-quarter yep. time. But uh, it was certainly a nervous wait. Interesting enough, Melbourne last year out in straight sets – I mean, if yes. they get done next week, it'll be straight sets well, again. Their forward line was always going to be a concern. So well, your man's back next week. Thursday <laughs> night, 69 inside 50s to 37. So that's, that's, that is you, – you don't lose. That's 99.9% you win those games. Yep. So that's how bad a result that was. Now, if my man Grundy comes back in – He's going you to have said he was going to make a difference in finals. Now, <laughs> hey, two weeks this ago, might be this his shot. Be, I'm going to have to replay your audio and say so what he did this. Say. This would be amazing. So, so if he Van does come Vroin in, will probably miss. May he's going miss. to have to miss weeks on yep. that one. And so Grundy's, I almost said the obvious choice. He's almost the only choice. Well, he is the obvious choice because they need a big, tall, I guess, key forward or someone to play that role. What he's going to have to understand is, yes, he will get time in the ruck because. Gorn can't play 100% in there the whole time. But Gorn is the number one ruckman and just deal with that. He's the best ruckman in the competition right now the way he's playing. He was phenomenal on Thursday night. He's in unbelievable form. So you just that's that's it. So you're going to have to play forward Grundy and you're just going to have to deal with it, suck it up and just give it your best. Uh, McDonald was – look, this is his first game in a long time, McDonald, at AFL level. So he wasn't great, but he was playing on a couple of really good players as well. So yeah. another run – you know, hopefully he's going to be better. But Grundy, you're just going to have to stand and deliver for this team if you want to play. What do you? It's an interesting one because he's obviously having conversations as we speak with other clubs, literally, literally it's, having it's, conversations. So it's a really awkward situation for everybody, he, and like everybody else. That he's at least his season was done at Melbourne, let alone his career at Melbourne. Mm. So now he's in a position where he could play on Friday night. So and it's so yeah, it's a strange. Do, will one. we get vision of him talking to another coach like we have with Dusty and? <laughs> well, you've got a, you've got an interesting point there. It's we saw and we mentioned on the show a few weeks ago that uh, Dusty may have been a chance, but the money was massive in his final year. Now his contract's back end. He's got one year to run at the Tigers. He's owed about one point four, mm. which obviously is a lot of money nice in cash. anyone's terms. But he has, I guess, accumulated that back end contract over the premiership years when he wasn't getting yep. huge cash every year, and they won it. So, how do they even nearly get this deal done in terms of the money? Like 1.4 for a, for a one-year contract is huge, and he's owed that money. Well, it depends on – so if he thinks he's got more than one year left in him, 
and he if if this is all if obviously if he did, did decide to go up to the Gold Coast, could they not spread that out? Maybe give him a two-year deal, spread that out, or a three-year deal and add a little bit extra, but spread it all out over three years? They'd have to add extra because otherwise he's playing one point, three. Yeah, 1.4 uh, to the Gold Coast is just going to destroy them. So they can't do that, obviously. So you've got to spread that out. They would out. need to go to 1.8 over three, yeah, make it 600 like a year, yes. because otherwise he's going up there for a second season, if he went, yeah. for free. Because if it was 1.4 over 2, then he's getting 700, yeah. which is great, fine. But he's owed that money. Yeah. So he, he can't do that. So maybe 1.8 over 3 is probably more But more the vision of those two together. Now, we were having a discussion about this. Yeah. Nobody in their right mind <laughs> was going to go out and have a, a discussion or a, a sit-down in public where you can be seen. Now, is this just a couple of mates just catching up? Surely. They're not that silly. They're not doing this in front of everybody that everyone sees. Or is it the old double bluff? Oh, Robodope. Well, Robodope <laughs> sucked him in because I think potentially then they're like, well, no one would expect us to meet and talk about your future at the Gold Coast Suns in public. No one. So people would think, well, that can't be the case. And then they're like, Damien Harwick's like, well, but if we meet in public, people will also think that. But, but we're we actually, actually doing are. that. Yes. So I feel like... Maybe that's a chance. If, I you're, if you're a Richmond person, or if you're a Collingwood man, and, and you in one of your players that just played in three premierships and three Norseman medals and was an absolute superstar and decided to leave, would you be like, you know what, he's done enough for us? Or would you be filthy? 100% he's done enough, but also where Richmond are at at the moment. They're probably at a bit of a reset It's period. not a bad time to free up $1.4 if you're Richmond. Unbelievable. And, and the fact of the matter is they might have to dump a bit of money on the way out, potentially, but mm-hmm. also... Uh, a draft, you know, trade in a pick or something like that. I Which know they the don't draft have a great, is not great. They don't have mid twenties in their yeah. first pick for this upcoming season. So there's every chance that Dusty could get there. Who knows? And but do, I just think it and might the Gold been a Coast have a little couple of draft picks up their sleeve. They would for I sure. I think that was what uh, Clarko was jumping up and down a bit. Yeah, there was recently, a bit of concern there. So I think they do, and I think there's an easy swap there. But the money's going to be the situation. Hey, I remember um, telling Gaz, Gaz, you've done enough here, mate. Go. Take that $10 million. I've, um, I've always been a bit off about that deal, about Gary <laughs> going to the Gold Coast. And I'll tell you why. i got no issue with Gary going to the Gold Coast, not to get off track too far yeah. here, and getting his money and being a great player at Geelong before that. Yes. Unreal. But the fact that when he had enough, he got to come back to Geelong again, they all patted him on the back and gave him a round of applause. Oh, thank you for coming back, Gary. No, that's what he should have been. The red carpet gets rolled he out. Left. for the, That's okay, but he... He'd go us premierships. I've got my money now, guys. I'm coming He'd back. He'd got us premierships. That's all, all of a that sudden, mattered. the town is like, Gary, yes. Gary. I was bring, like, bring the Messiah <laughs> back. Oh, he played Geelong on a break, <laughs> old Gaz. He, he did an amazing job. Hey, we talked about quickly just trade news last week. I just want to mention this. There's a bit of a random one I heard. Jack Ginnivan to the Tigers for next year. Uh, saw it on a bit of a nuffy Facebook page. but uh, Jack won't leave. No. I don't because think so. Because you hear, you hear on Thursday night, he ran onto the field with three minutes to go. A bit more than that. Yep. The whole place went nuts. Yeah. Like, he is loved. And if you are loved at Collingwood, like you could write your own check. Yeah. You seriously can. Yeah. So I think he might stick around. But an interesting one, when we get to the end of the season, 
We've got a few more. We might grab Mitch Cleary on the mm, next couple of yes. weeks and start, see if he's got some pearlers for us. Hey, stay with us. Plenty to come on the show. Ben Graham is going to join us, former cat, of Woofer. course, but also the kicker, uh, NFL kicker. The uh, first week of the NFL starts this weekend, so we'll chat to him a little bit about that. Moon's a six-pack not too far away as well, and we'll take a look at the last two games in the first week of the finals. This is the warm-up. Hope you're enjoying your Saturday morning. All thanks to Furfy at Little Creatures Village Geelong. Order up, grab a pizza or any schooner every Wednesday and Thursday at Little Creatures Geelong for just 25 Bucks, visit littlecreatures.com.au. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. You're listening to The Warmer with Warlow and Moods. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is The Warmer with Warlow and Moods. So much happening. First week of AFL Finals. It's the first week of the NFL this weekend too. Benny Graham is going to join us up very soon to chat a bit Go about Giants. that. Yes. So all thanks to Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. Have you got a team? Got a team? Uh, I'm hoping he's going to tip me into one. Okay. I don't. I mean, I've had 18 teams. 30, <laughs> how many of it is. Um, so hopefully he'll tip us into a, a winner or two and, uh, yeah, get a team going. Looking forward to chatting to him. Um, some big games coming out. We're going to get to those. The Giants and the Saints this afternoon. And Port Adelaide heading to the Gabba to take on the Brisbane Lions. Genuinely uh, can't wait for this afternoon's game. Yeah, I... Genuine 50-50. It is. It is a who genuine 50-50. Um, I've, I've bagged St Kilda all year, so I've got to stick with the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no choice. If they keep winning, I look like more of a fool from week to week. So I'm hoping the Giants, only on that, only out of, um, out of spot. Uh, is the reason why I'm going for the Giants this afternoon. Hey, uh, Moons, we love this part of the show each and every week. Let's do your six-pack. Over the top to Mooney, aiming at a career-best six right here. Runs it and gets it. Moons' six-pack for little creatures. All creatures welcome. Great story during the week. All thanks to little creatures. Uh, Delta Airlines flight from Atlanta to Barcelona. Have you Someone seen the pictures had of this? diarrhea on the plane. Have you seen the pictures? I actually haven't seen those pictures. Oh, my God. Um... Did you ever think growing up or even now that um, when you went to the toilet on a plane, pee or otherwise, that it actually went out of the plane into the air? Yeah, I knew that. No, but that's not a thing. Oh, really? That's not a thing. I think everyone thought that. Oh, no, I'm thinking of the um, when you see a caravan, like it's driving along. Oh, yeah, along. no, no, no. So, yeah, aeroplanes like, yeah. No, nah, yeah. they have the, um, yeah, the storage, yes. <laughs> you just do a nugget and it just falls down <laughs> in the middle of Australia. No, that doesn't quite happen. But anyway, the Airbus 350 during the week, a uh, passenger had diarrhoea. This is from the just pilot. Just couldn't make it to the toilet. This is the traffic control. The pilot said, it was a biohazard issue. We had a passenger who had diarrhoea all the way through the plane from one end to the other, so we had to turn around and head back to Atlanta. Now, there's been some... Do yourself a favour find the pictures. <laughs> I'll have to look. It's I'll a have mess. to get it up. I'll have to get it up. But um, someone had diarrhoea all the way on the plane. That turned around oh, come two on, hours. Mate. You can't make it to the toilet. Come Time on, Time they cleaned oh, it up, it. and eight hours later, they took off again, hopefully on a new plane. This week on your six-pack, is, is, that is that the worst moment of your life, if you're that person? How embarrassing. <laughs> I'm surprised there's no video footage. I know there's been some images. But it's a long boat. that gave long you the shits during okay. your career of AFL, mate. When I go through your top six plays, that it gave you the shits, be it... Playing against or watching as uh, over the well, years in footy. Let's let's go. Okay, well, I'm going to start off. This this isn't a player, uh, so to speak, but this is when I first got drafted. Now, this man is now a good friend of mine, and I love him to death. I get to work with him on a Sunday night. But when I first got drafted to North Melbourne, myself and Kent Kingsley and a few of the boys, we decided, because at Arden Street, uh, the Melbourne Tigers' centre was right next door. Yep. So we went there for a bit of a game of basketball. 
So we're all playing around. There would have been about five or six of us playing. And the great Andrew Gaze walks in. We'd never met this man. This is the greatest Australian basketballer known to man, as far as we we're concerned. So he's walked in, and we've all looked around going, oh, my God, Gaze, he's walking over to us. He's going to come over and have a shoot around with us. And as he's walking over, ball between his legs, spinning the ball on his finger, he walks over and goes, g'day, boys. And we're all starstruck. Yeah. Gaze, and he goes, listen, boys, I'm going um, to do some practice here. And we're thinking, oh, my God, he's going to join us. Yeah. He goes, so I'm going to need you boys to get off the court. <laughs> and he turned and walked away, ball bouncing the ball between his legs. Move on. And you know what? I hated him for a long time because of that. I thought, you rude prick. Never meet your heroes. Never meet your heroes. <laughs> Turns out you do meet your heroes because he's one of the great men. Yeah. So I'm going to start off with Gazy on that one. There we go. Uh, at number five, uh, Nathan Brown. Everyone wanted to punch Nathan Brown. Yes. Because he just gave everyone the shit. Because he was extremely talented, but he was also very quick to tell you how talented he well, was. Well, best player in the competition for a 10-week period. Yes, yep. no doubt about that. <laughs> now, Kane Corns. Now, we all love or hate Kane Corns, and I actually love Corns even listening to him. He's honest. He's brutal. He can go over the top a bit, but Do that's you okay. believe he believes what he's saying every time he says it? Probably not, okay. but that's okay. That's all right. That's I don't okay. mind that. A bit Just, of clickbait. Yep, I don't yep, mind it. Yep. But I remember 2004 qualifying final. We finished fourth. Port finished first. We played Adelaide over there. They beat us by... 10 or 11 goals. Absolutely did a number on us. And I remember late in the late in the game, there was a ball up on the wing and Cornsey yelled out, I can't believe they sent over their reserve side. It was a great sledge. Yeah, it, was a, yeah. it was a really good sledge. And I never forgot. I don't know if he even remembers that he said it. Fast forward to the 2007 grand final. Last quarter, I tackled him. And as I dropped my elbow onto his throat... I You're said, impact for the game. I said, I can't believe you blokes <laughs> brought your reserve side over. So it was my great oh, comeback. I was fed, he yeah. looked at me. I don't think he even understood what it meant, but I remember he said I've been hanging right. on this for three years, yeah. mate. <laughs> uh, number three. Now, great player, great man, but on the field gave me the shits. Lewis Roberts Thompson. Wow. Because he was just he, he was a bit of a niggler. He yep. would always pinch you in, he'd tap you, and he'd be pushing you around, all those things. Used to irritate the hell out of me. So he's coming in at number three. At number two, Jeff Farmer. The Wiz. The Wiz. Had a bit of a lip, the Wiz. And there was a couple of occasions, Nobody particularly, meets the Wiz. particularly <laughs> over, at, uh, over in Subiaco Oval, I think back to 2004 again, I gave away a 50-metre penalty and I was happy to give it away to him because it was basically at the top of the goal square. Yep. I thought, so well, that's nothing. That's nothing. He's going to kick the goal anyway. He, he, got the, he, got the, he got the free kick. And as I picked the ball up to give it to him, I smashed it into his face. <laughs> and gave away the 50. So I was pretty happy with that one. So, But he used to give everyone the irrits a little bit. Now, number one, and again, I keep saying these blokes are good blokes because they actually are. Now, this bloke is a fantastic bloke. He actually played with our, in our premiership team in the 2007 VFL team. Got drafted to the North Melbourne Football Club the next year where we were going to take him, but they took him before we could get there. Fullback. Scotty Thompson. Scott Thompson. Now, yes. Scoot, absolute super bloke. But on the field, and we saw what happened with Barry Hall, and I've spoken to Barry about it. Barry had every right to do what he did because Scooter was an absolute pain in the ass. Yeah. He gave everyone the shit. He would pinch you, he would scratch you. Ball be down, ball be down the other end. We'll be sitting in the goal square, and he'd be still pinching me and stepping on my feet and all of those type of things. So he absolutely <laughs> gave him the irrits. I got suspended and fined for hitting him in two separate games, and it was probably worth it. Yeah, he was uh, just a niggler from way back. Oh, he sh- was the next Mick Martin. Well, the thing is with Scotty, so when he first came into the comp, and I explain it this way, he wasn't a great fullback. 
So yep. he had to do a lot of all of these things to make sure that, you know, one, he could try and keep a game or get you off your game type of thing because he was a great player when he first started. Turned out to be a star. Yeah. All-Australian. I think I'm pretty sure he's All-Australian. Yeah, I think he was, yeah. Best and fairest winner. One of the great fullbacks of, you know, of the last 10, 15 years. So he turned out to be a great player. But when he started, he wasn't. So he had to do all that niggle stuff. Yep. And I'll go. tell you now, if there, if there were cameras on me, Scotty, we would have got 20 weeks each. We used to punch the crap out of each other. Super stuff. That is Moons' six-pack of players that give you the shits. Uh, Scott Thompson, number one. Can you believe I love having the whiz in there as well? Hey, mate, we're going to get to a break in just a second. So let's quickly whip through the games this okay. afternoon. Saints, Giants. I'm going Saints. Just to annoy you. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm the Giants out of spite. I think it's a great game. I wish it it's was a, Marvel, It's a genuine 50-50. Hopefully they get a good crowd. Yeah, let's hope afternoon. everyone gets there. I, hope, I think it's a genuine 50-50. Um, I don't know. There's just something about what Ross has done this year. I think they just might get a win. Brisbane win against Port. They get I a home prelim, do. which then is a nice little ride into the grand final. Although they could face... Um, Melbourne on the way through. Yeah, you know, like obviously there'll be a prelim. It might be a tough game, but you think if they win, they'll. I'm suspecting through. they'll win tonight. I'm picking them to win tonight. Um, and look, to be honest, Brisbane should be playing in this year's grand final. Yep, that's where I'm going with that. Brisbane I don't. Should, I don't think they're going to win it, but I think they should be playing in the grand final. Yeah, interesting game. I think it's, it's that's the 725. So Port weren't wrapped with. Lizzie Collingwood wouldn't be a grab, bad granny. Oh, it'd bring back some ordinary Wouldn't memories. It? You reckon Ed would just lose his mind again if they lost? He's already losing. <laughs> no, but uh, I would be losing my... I actually would hate to play Brisbane and get beaten again. Yeah. Um, it had a tough uh, few years uh, back in my early 20s, mm. late teens. All right, let's... Uh, Coming up on the show, plenty. We're going to get to our buying and selling in the marketplace. Ben Graham is going to join us up next to talk about the first week of the NFL Finals. This is the warm-up. All thanks to the Little Creatures Geelong. Head down and grab yourself a furfy order. Grab, grab a pizza or any schooner every Wednesday and Thursday at Little Creatures Geelong for just $25. Visit littlecreatures.com.au. <laughs> For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moods. Yeah, so much footy action at the moment. First week of the AFL Finals. This is the warm-up, all thanks to Furphy at Little Creatures. And also Moons this weekend. In fact, started yesterday is the NFL Week yes, 1. Um, I'm trying to get around it. I may have called this next guest a, uh, a kicker earlier. I meant to say punter because I've got some audio and very great soon, punters. and a great, uh, great punters too. I saw some vision of him for the Cats actually during the week down at Cadinia Park. Benny Graham joins us on the line. Ben, welcome, mate. Uh, big weekend for you. Plenty happening. Uh, g'day, guys. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely plenty happening in the world of sport. And on that spectrum is the NFL, of course. It starts this weekend, week one. And I love it. I know there are lots of people out there that also love it. They've either been to the States, they follow a team, they have a favourite player, they've got one or six fantasy teams like (laughs) I have. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but it is one of those games that if you understand the rules and do appreciate what's going on, you cannot look away. And uh, I've got the privilege to help bring it to Australian sports fans. Yeah, that's right. You're doing plenty with SEN, of course, and Channel 7 with the Armchair Experts with Cam Luke again this year and also throughout the week with SEN. So there's plenty of uh, content that's getting around. From my point of view, I've always been someone who watched it from afar, had about four or five different teams, buy the championship T-shirt every year, don't know who to follow. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, do, how do we get a team? That 
I mean, from me who wants to get into it more, how do I get a team? Well, have you been to the States? Yes. And where is your favourite destination? Oh, look, I'd probably say New York, but... Come and Giants. Come be a Giants man with me. But they've never been any good most of the time. Well, they've won a couple of Giants. Right, there you go. Okay, so you are a classic New York Jets fan. (laughs) Gary V. You are a Jets fan and you've got plenty to root for. The Jets haven't been that great. They've only got the one Super Bowl victory to their name, Joe Namath, back Mm -hmm. in 1969. But the, but the Jets this year have obviously recruited Aaron Rodgers yes. after 17 years in Green Bay. He comes on board. Delvin Cook comes over, the running back from Minnesota Vikings. They've got a great defense. They won the Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year last year with Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver, and Sauce Gardner, the cornerback. So they've got a good football team now led by a star MVP Hall of Fame uh, quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. So there you go. You're now a Jets fan. They are in a tough division, though, in the AFC East mm. up against the Buffalo Bills, uh, the Miami Dolphins. I'm not sure about the New England Patriots this year. They've been so good for so long. But you'll be following the New York Jets all the way home there, Matt. I think, uh, well, I'm confident. You know, I'm nervous, obviously. It's a big season for us. But mm. now that I'm on board, I feel <laughs> like i just grow a bit of momentum. Hey, hey, Benny, they are, they are taking on the Bills. But just with Rodgers, has he still got it? Has he, has he still got that arm? Well, we can't forget that he did have a little down year last year, mm. but that was because it was an under- Is that just because he didn't care? Foster. Well, he probably knew that, that he was going to move on. Um, they had the divorce. They went through it. Jordan Love's now the quarterback there, but he needed a fresh start. He was behind a, you know, a, a below-average offensive line, and the Jets are an upgrade in that department. But, look, he's an out-and-out superstar talent. But what he's brought to New York on and off the field mm. has been extraordinary. But I oh, look just I hope for Jets fans that it, it doesn't fall away quickly. They did re sign Zach Wilson, who they drafted second overall last uh year to be the starter uh two years ago and I think that's a good move mm. to learn under Aaron Rodgers. But I uh, certainly exciting times at the Jets. Well, there are going to be so many storylines, Benny, and you mentioned a Wilson, but we'll go over to Denver with uh, Russell Wilson. Now, there's a little bit of Sean Payton this week. Uh, saw some comments where he basically just said, you know, you're not, a, you're not on a presidential campaign. Stop kissing the babies. Let's, let's get back to playing some football. Is that fair enough? Oh, absolutely. Sean Payton is a guy that can bring that locker room mm. together. We saw last year that Russell Wilson was on an island a little bit there, um, doing his own things more often than not, alienating his teammates. Um, Jerry Judy's going to be a little hit for him with that hamstring injury early in the season, but Sean Payton is that experienced coach that they need. They're a good franchise. We talked about Mm. it in the preseason last year. All the Denver Broncos needed was a decent quarterback. They've got a good running game. They've got good receivers in Judy, Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler, and they've got a great defense. But now they are well coached and Russell Wilson's now had a preseason under Sean Payton's new game plan, and I think he'll be much better than he was last year. But I do think the Broncos, and again, they are in a tough division in the AFC West with the Chiefs and the Chargers, and even the Raiders are always sort of sniffing around towards the end of the season when it comes to playoffs. But I'm not sure that they'll make the playoffs, but they're, um, 
I'm sure Russell, Russell Wilson will have a better year than he did last year. Benny, you've been inside the locker rooms. Now, if a quarterback has lost the locker room, so to speak, how hard is it for him? Uh, it, it's extremely hard. And they lose the lock, locker room in a couple of different ways. It, it can be a, a overbearing personality, but quarterbacks almost are born with that leadership and personality. I mean, most rookie quarterbacks are voted as captain because they are a quarterback. But if they're doing the same things, they know that, you know, and, and there are clicks inside an NFL locker room. If, if your offense is not performing, the defense gets on them real hard at practice. Um, not so much the blame game, but we knew, we do know it's a, it's a team sport, even though that these individuals, some of them get more notoriety than, than others. But, look, they you'd like to think that a head coach, and that's why I love Dan Campbell from the Lions, Brian Dayball for the Giants, there's no egos. It's just go in, do your job, get respect from your teammates. Um, but, you know, you, what happens when a quarterback loses the locker room, they start underperforming, the media start getting on top of it, the teams are forced to make that change. And if we look at what's happening at the Cowboys, they traded for Trey Lance from San Francisco 49ers. If Dak Prescott underperformed, you know, they, they'll be calling for Trey Lance to come in and start to help start to turn that franchise around if they, if they start the season uh, not, not as well as they would have liked. Let's fast forward. It's February. Who's playing in the big one? Who's Super Bowl bound this year? Well, yes, yeah, so I've done all the pre-season predictions and I've got to keep these aligned across all the platforms. Oh, I thought you were going to, I thought you had someone else that you had to give them to and not us for a second. So I can't say I'm contractly, I've got a contract. Well, I've always loved Josh Allen and the Bills. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are always going to be hard to beat, but I really do think the Bengals in the AFC this year, they've had the playoff experience. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Joe Mixon have another year under their belt together. If their defense can hold it together, I think they'll win the AFC. And on the NFC side, uh, I do like that the Eagles have seemed to have got better in the offseason from a recruiting and trade and draft perspective after the Super Bowl. But I do like the 49ers. They look like the complete team. If Brock Purdy can stay healthy, you like to think that some of these teams with a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal, they've got the money to spend elsewhere. They've just signed Nick Bosa to a $170 million five-year deal. We've got Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. They are have a plethora of talent, uh, and they've got an awesome defense. So I'm going to say Bengals and 49ers face off in Vegas in February. Well, that'd be like amazing. That. I forgot it's in Vegas actually as well, which is that's why you've got to go. Yeah, that would actually be really. You mightn't amazing. come back. I mightn't come back. <laughs> just, just move to Vegas. <laughs> hey, um, Benny, before we uh, before we let you go, um, just want a quick word on the cats. Uh, I want to get something for the SDN Digital team. Former Cats star says Geelong are what. They are finally in the rebuilding phase. <laughs> Perfect. That'll do. We'll cut took that them, up. Took them 15 years. <laughs> well, it's going to be a massive season of NFL action, that is for sure. You can catch it all on SEN and on the Armchair Experts with Ben Graham and Cam. Luke on Channel 7. Ben, thanks for joining us, mate. Enjoy the NFL over the weekend. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Great Go work, Benny. Thank Go you. Get. Ben Graham joining us on the warm-up this morning. Stay with us. We've got the local footy wrap-up next and the marketplace not too far away. All thanks to Little Creatures. 
for Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. You're listening to The Warmer with Warlow and Moods. The Marketplace for Little Creatures. All creatures welcome. My favourite part of the show, not because it's wrapping up. Uh, I love spending Saturday mornings with your moons, but of course you do. <laughs> this is the marketplace. We've already got your jacket on. I know. <laughs> In fact, I'm um, we're in the car park doing this last segment. Uh, no, we're um, <laughs> we've got the marketplace buying and selling something. In the world of sport, Moons, what are you selling this Okay, so there's been a little bit of a whisper going around that this year may be the last Boxing Day test that we will see maybe in about seven years because there's a seven-year contract maybe. In Melbourne? Coming. In Melbourne. There's a no. seven-year contract up for debate or up for grabs. They're talking. Tenure? Tenure that any uh, state in the country could get this. This is a thing that's been happening for 43 years around about. Yeah, it's been since the seventies. I think Australia has hosted the Boxing Day Test. I know South Africa. So tried they're going to gonna take away the Boxing Day. You want to come on your mic a bit? I can hardly hear you. Oh, there we go. There we go. I thought you were whispering, mate. It doesn't matter. Like I know it's it's news. No, well, I'm I'm, I'm quite upset about this. Well, why would a, this is a money grab for Cricket Australia? This is saying, hey, we know it's going to be in Melbourne again, but we want to bump up the price. It's like getting a couple of buyers in to try and bump up the bid at a real estate auction. I'd say that's well, what's happened here. You know, come on, don't be stupid. No, don't be stupid. All right, let's what are you selling? I'm selling cricket at the Olympics, and not for the reason you think. They're trying to get the cricket at the Olympics for. Oh, is that LA. not the reason? Because it's dumb. Well, dumb is the reason, but also the reason what they're trying, how they're trying to get it, is it's a bit twofold. So they're trying to get it in LA in 2028. 20 T20 cricket would go into the Olympics now. Two things: India, Pakistan, and Bangladesh. Biggest cricketing nations. They don't watch the Olympics. Stuff. They don't watch the Olympics. You know why? Because they don't. Because do they don't have cricket. No. Well, that's one good reason. <laughs> because they never medal in any other sport. No. Ever. Right. So they think, well, how do we get more eyes? Well, how do we get a billion and a half people watching the Olympics? Here's a chance. To Here do it, it is. Bang. But the Americans have come back and said, we'd be happy to have the T20 mm-hmm. at the Olympics, but we want flag football as well. Like. Oh wow. Why would? They're the only country that plays flag football, which is pretty much can just we, NFL, can, can put, non-contact can, can NFL. Can we put AFL in the Olympics? I think that's where we're going to press it. So I'm selling... I might the, make it come and get a gold medal. I reckon you probably could. If you're playing against any world team, you would, for sure. So that, for me, I'm selling cricket mm. the Olympics because the trade-off is flag football. Ridiculous. Fair enough. All right, what are you buying this okay, week? Okay, what I'm buying this week, so I mentioned a little bit earlier on the show, uh, Toby Bedford playing today. Yep. Great decision. I'm, I'm so disappointed that it got to that point. Uh, when we, when you're a kid, and you remember this, Waller, when you're a kid and you're taught to play the game and in you're doing line, wo- line work and you give the handball to your mate, what, what are you told to do as soon as you handball to your mate? Give a shepherd. Give a shepherd. Put your arms out, run him behind him, give him the runway. The old three-man weave yeah. drill, you know, like <laughs> as you come across. <laughs> so that's all he did. Is he gave the handball. He actually turned his back to the opponent. The opponent ran into him, which was Fisher, I think it was, and he got weak for it. Like, I just – I was – Dumbfounded. So finally, some sense came, but I can't believe it got to that point. So yeah, I'm glad that he's playing decision. this afternoon. What are you buying? I'm buying Campbell Brown's take on umpiring. Now, admittedly, this oh, is in this the VFL from last good. week, uh, but I just think the umpiring has been a bit disappointing this year. I'm not a big fan of the fourth umpire, but listen to Campbell Brown's take on this. Just has let, he ever done anything elegant, Brownie? Well, let me know. This is elegant take on umpiring. Let me know if he's pro or um, against umpiring. Four, four. Charlie Dean put a man down behind the plate. Wow. Here's another look. 
Oh, wow. It's just disgraceful umpiring that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great. I, I knew when he went, wow. <laughs> He's like, give me a look at it. Oh, wow. That's just disgraceful umpiring that. Uh, I love That's it. why I love Brownie. It's calls it as he sees it. Uh, well done, Brownie. That is what I'm sell- uh, buying this week. Campbell Brown's take on umpiring. Mate, what are you doing this afternoon? What's the go? Uh, well, we've got our show bounce this afternoon between the two games. So wow. it's only a 45-minute awesome. show. So perfect. if you're uh, bored between the two games, jump on Fox and watch bounce. Yeah, perfect. That'll be great. Looking forward to that. Plenty of footy action. Local footy grand finals as well. I'm off to the bush. I'm off to Harrow, Balmoral oh. grand final this afternoon. So I've got a bit of a drive oh, ahead geez. of me. So looking forward to that. You going to uh, be right tonight or...? Oh, I'll be celebrating be like full. I was there all year if we win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm part of the team, getting the jerseys on. Uh, that is the warm-up for this week. Hope you enjoyed the show. Stick around for the war- uh, for Off the Bench, of course. All thanks to Furphy at Little Creatures Geelong. Head to littlecreatures.com.au. Enjoy the footy over the weekend.